Feral Ferals, we're back after a week break. So it's been like two weeks. Yes, it's been a little bit. We are on episode 13. Lucky number 13. Lucky number <laughs> one, three. <laughs> so, whoa. Have you missed us, guys? You think they missed us? Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people are catching up. I think they're just now finding out about it. And they're listening to it while they're on the road or they're on the shop working or and our episodes are average, but they are long. So you have to be traveling or you have to be doing something working out. Something like that, I think. So gotcha. I think they're catching up. Coolio. Well, so it's been uh it's been a long, I guess, two weeks for the lack of a it's it's been two weeks since we've recorded, and so we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, we usually have a lot to talk about anyway, but yeah, when we take that break, kind of fall right back into it. Um, got a lot to speak on. I, I got a shout out to Infinite Weekend, which their podcast is freaking awesome. And uh, This last two podcasts, oh the last podcast, God. episode 59, y'all, fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't know which episode it was. It was when he was on the plane and had an eargasm from his ear finally <laughs> popping. <laughs> that was the Vegas. I think that was 58. <laughs> Good God, that one's hilarious. <laughs> but anyways, those guys are a hoot. We're supposed to be on there podcast very soon so oh yeah we gotta we gotta plan out uh, our dates and and have a date with him <laughs> yes. so we can uh get our get our flow together also what i'm thinking about stuck out the most was uh they're uh drinking riding around nashville on the bus it was a pretty good one too oh yeah zach one. that was hilarious that, that story yeah. for him that yeah that was a good one too <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking um, awesome man there was something, I, and I will talk about it on their podcast too, but uh, he was saying something about that like went to the mail, like that was for mail or something. I want y'all to know that's called the male gaze. That not gaze, G-A-Y-S. <laughs> <laughs> it's the male gaze. It's like a look. Not, it's it's not, G-A-Z-E. It's the male gaze. It's, it's not gay it, plural with Z for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the gaze. It's a male gaze. It's what... It's what attracts the male mind to the whatever. I don't even remember what they were talking about, but that's what that word is, you guys. I just wanted to throw that out there. Trucks, machine guns, action movies. Titties. Boobs. <laughs> um, Patrick Swayze, Chuck Norris. I could keep, you know where I'm going with that. Gotcha, gotcha. It's it's the male gaze. Right. Um, but anyways, we're super excited to collaborate. We're going to change that because I can't have words like that getting that close. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, you got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of stuff done on the, uh, drift trike, the drift trike, chopper trike, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So I've done a lot of work to it and it's come a long way. I posted, I tried to post as much content as I can on it, trying to keep everybody on board with it and keep them like they're with me. You know, they're there with me building it. And, uh, I know I can't do everything on it, but I do quite a bit of detail photos. And I actually had some help from my father in law this time. He took some pictures that were kind of candid of me just there working. And it reminds me of. <laughs> The one I'm just standing there looking at it or sitting there looking at it, it's like the Walter Mitty one when he said it was a, uh, what was the cat that it was like a rare thing to see? Yes. Uh, it was like a snow cat. Snow leopard. 
snow leopard and he said it's a snow leopard man and he finally sees it and it's like a picture of him looking at the the negatives yeah he was looking at walter was looking at the negative he's like you're a snow leopard he's like the snow leopard um nobody could see nobody got to see the the clip i don't know if you guys have seen the secret life of walter mitty it's such a good movie. That was one of our Christmas movies. So, like, on Christmas or around Christmas. Forever ago, by the way. Yeah, we try to do something different. We don't do... We're not like the normal people. We don't do all that other extra stuff. Are you okay over there? You're a fidgety mother sucker. I'm looking up whenever Walter <laughs> Mitty came out. But anyway... It's 13. Yeah. So it that's was 10 before years. Lizzie Ray was yeah. born. That was our Christmas movie before we had Lizzie Ray. Like, I literally... That was the, we're like, hey, we got to go to our Christmas movie because I'm about to pop a baby out of my vagina. Oh, my God. And then ended up having a C-section. But anyways, another time. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was such a good movie. And it, I performed the true. surgery, by the way. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was uh, that, that's what that was. He, he, my dad captured him in his natural habitat. <laughs> in my element. And I wasn't trying to be funny or stupid or trying to pose. I was just like, you know, naturally this there. But yeah, anyway, they got a lot of stuff done on that. It's rideable right now. Like, I'll probably ride it today at some point. Yeah, seasonal work has came in. In full swing, we're doing a lot of heater cores, blower motors. Radiators, thermostats. We got, because, you know, the weather changes and vehicles are like, hold on a minute. My heat doesn't work, and I'm not trying to ride to. You said blower motors, too, didn't you? My brain Mm -hmm. didn't work. Yeah, blower motors. Like, you ain't got to have a blower motor to ride around, honestly. But, but until it gets hot, and then your windshield's kind of dewy or frosted over, and then it's like, okay, I need that stuff. So, I'm going to go ahead and get that stuff done. So, some of this stuff is freshly broken, and but most of it has been broken. They're like, okay, I'm over it. I've been late to work trying to chip my windshield. I'm ready to fix it. So, it's fun. It's fun to fix stuff like that, and you feel good fixing it. Because you know that person can go on and use that. Right. You know? And and I want to do, I still want to reiterate this. I make more money on oil changes, blower motors, radiators, alternators. I make more money on those as a business owner versus me having to replace your engine because you got it too hot. Or blew it up or, running it out of oil. Right. So, I mean, guys, do your regular maintenance. We're not trying to rook you out of any money. We're, we're trying to make money for our families. We we provide for five other families. Mm-hmm. So, it's just kind of one of those things that it, it, just maintenance, just keep up with your maintenance and uh, keep an emergency fund. And I'm one to talk because right now, if something went crazy down in my vehicles, I'd be like, uh, guess I ain't driving nowhere. Hey, we got multiples. We'll just, <laughs> yeah. you know, slide another one in the place. So. Right. We are going to need to fix the heat in our Crown Vic because our control head's out. So we just, we've got to fix that. We've been putting it off because the the air works. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> can hang meat in that car. <laughs> so, yeah. So seasonal work has come in. You guys, just remember, keep your fluids uh, topped off. Check it every Sunday if you can. If you can't, check it or if you don't know how to. Come by. The guys do not mind helping you out if that means your vehicle stays running properly. Yes. Cheaper to do it on you, and it feels better. I don't guess it's any cheaper, but it just feels better when you do it on your terms versus when your vehicle says, hey, you got to do it now. Even if you could do it then, it's still like, oh, I don't want to spend the money on that to where if you have the money and you want to go ahead and do it, just do it on your terms, you know? Right. Get it, get it scheduled up. 
So seasonal work is on the full swing. Um, drift track chopper will be, it will be ridden soon. Um, It'll be ridden today, but most likely finished by the end of this week. So yeah, keep a lookout for that. Look out for the videos, content on that. All right, so have fun, you decided? Man. Have you decided if you're going to sell it or not? Are you are are you getting a little attached there, Boudreau? Uh So first off, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I always get attached. It doesn't matter what it is. I always get attached. So it's going to have to take you know what I've got. I'm going to have to get what I want for it. If I don't get what I want for it, then I'm fine riding it. So, but yes, I would like to make a profit on it. Honestly, I can build more. I'm the mill. If you take it from me, you haven't you haven't you haven't taken it from me because it's where it came from is my head. It came from my head and then it came to fruition. So, anyways, fun stuff though. I love I love building and welding and cutting and fabbing and repurposing. I do a lot of repurposing. Yep. Like this, the sissy bar on it is off of an old school Honda motorcycle, like seventies era. So it's big and tall. It's obnoxious, but it's cool. For, you know, it's awesome. Are you painting? Are you leaving it? Are you leaving it chrome silver? What are you leaving? Are you, you know what? Black? So the hell of this stuff is you got to build it and then you got to make sure it works right. And then as you're doing it, it's so funny because how they build choppers is they build the bike first and then they take it all back apart and paint it and put it all back together. So it's funny how this one had to be built like that. Because it, we're calling it a chopper. It's not really a chopper. It is, but it isn't. It started off as a mini little chopper motorcycle. And we turned it into a drift trike. Well, then it has to be built exactly like a chopper. So it's kind of ironic that it's being taken all the way back down after I get it done and ride it. And then being painted to make it look, you know, esque and aesthetically pleasing, you know. Right. But yeah, um aesthetically pleasing yeah whatever we'll write that one down for cho all right cho <laughs> yeah we'll write that one down for cho um man what have you guys been doing here lately what are you getting ready for we already got halloween out of the way everybody's going to be traveling and stuff for thanksgiving we're having thanksgiving um, at my brother's house and my sister-in-law's house I love going over there. I uh, love giving your brother a hard time. He's so fun, man. Um, do you think does mama does mama listen to this or no? I don't know. No, I don't think she listens to it. So maybe she won't listen to this one. Um <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't just in case. Oh man. The cat but, people are bad about letting the cat out of the bag. I know. Well, I'm excited because I'm getting I'm making me and my brothers and sister shirts and that's you what we'll and, say, yeah. Yeah. I'm making shirts for us for Thanksgiving. But now it sounds hey. like it's bad for your mom, you know? <laughs> like we're making shirts and we're not telling you about it, by the way. She doesn't know I'm making shirts, but she just I don't know if she does. I think she knows I'm making shirts, but she doesn't know what's on them. And I'm pretty excited about it because I can't wait to get that and like show up and have her show up. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> See, yeah. that's like when we're all in agreement. like we're not dumb. I love mm-hmm. it because it's so true. And she denies it all day long. It's the truth. So that just, that just tells her right. Yeah, I don't care. She's probably not going to listen anyway. Um, So. I can't believe that. <laughs> and and Tawana listens. She won't tell though, because Tawana loves us. By the way, Miss Tawana is an absolute animal. She got up early this morning, beat us to the park. It was how cold at the park this morning? 38, 39. 
It's not terrible. No. But she's been when it's 28. Yeah. And we were there when it was 28 degrees and uh, we walked. Gosh, we weren't super man. huge fans of that, but it wasn't bad. I mean, we all tripled, triple layered up. <laughs> we're all jaw jacking to the point to where we're getting through it. You know, all the whole time we're suffering, we're getting through it still. We know? literally got through the walk today in record time. Like, and I, I looked up and we were already at the end. And I'm like, holy shit, we are done. Like, what in the hell happened with all that of this? There was a lot of juicy gossip going on. Boy. Dude, there was a ton of, there was a ton of gossip going on good lord well we need to talk about the dude let me talk about sips and strolls at miss lucille's real quick oh oh look out i love i love miss lucille's y'all i love all the booths i love the variety i love it i love going to miss lucille's i will spend three hours at minimum at Miss Lucille's on any given day. That whole building's cool. The yeah. whole thing, even the backside, because they've got City uh, Forum, yeah, City uh, Forum. Varsity Pins. They've got yeah. uh, Doc Seventeen. You've got Acme Athletics. You've got uh, I love the whole building. Everything you got the 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 freight furniture, American freight furniture. You got Prime Fitness in there. You got the Miss Lucille's Cafe and the coffee shop. Like you've got all kinds of shit in there. Great, I love it. It's fantastic. Fun place to go. I gladly spend my money in those places. Um, however, I don't know if Miss Lucille's accounted for what they were going to be expected to have, um, or if they expected to have that many people or didn't. I want to know the answer to that. I would love to know the inside scoop, but also y'all don't get me wrong. Y'all can like crucifix me on the stake later. Doesn't fucking matter to me. That was a Sips and Strolls event. They didn't say Sips and Strollers event. Oh, there was a lot of kids there. And, and there's and breakable there was shit. Going and there was on. drinking going on. I'm like, why did you bring your fucking kids and here? It has like antique glass things. There's uh there's there's a guy that frames a lot of stuff that puts up stuff up on the wall. All that stuff's glass. And if you bump into it, it you know it, you break it, you bought it. That's their policy too. You break it, you oh, buy is that it. What they say? Yes, you oh, break wow. it, you buy it. That's one of those places. I mean, that's antique stuff you're never going to find, or that's custom-made things that you can't remake or whatever. Right. Some Sometimes you can. Right. But some of that stuff you can't. And there is another event that they always host, too, that's for Santa and Cookies with Santa or whatnot. Y'all wait take for- Take them to that one. Take yeah. them to that one. Take them to that one. Do not bring your kids to a Sips and Strolls event. I, as an adult, wanted to spend time with my mom and her friend and get some mom-daughter time in and have a good time with them, and I did not enjoy myself. I stood in line to get a drink, which I'm not drinking this month. Um, So I stood in line to get a drink with my mom and her friend, and it took us 15 minutes to move, like, six steps ahead. Good Lord. And people were trying to shop around us, and the lines were insanely long to get there. Number one, why did you not have them pre-made? Like, could you not have had them pre-made in the pouch at least 100 on each station and then added ice to each one as somebody ordered? I just, I was so flabbergasted at, at the, the, the lack of prep and for the lack of, of, like, reading the room or reading the event. Sips and strolls. Don't bring your fucking kids. I don't get me wrong. I well, actually I don't love kids. I like my kid and like my family's <laughs> kids and my <laughs> friends' kids. And that's saying and and I don't even like some of their kids. So <laughs> um I don't get me wrong, there's a time and a place for for it. I would expect it. Um and that's just like people, like y'all can like I said, y'all can just cuss me however you want to, but 
That's just like y'all are probably the ones that bitch about restaurants that have a 12 year old up policy. I think how the way it, I think the way it, that dynamic should have worked. Dad takes the kids to city forum while mom goes over there and does the sips and strolls and just ra- relaxes, you know. And what like what a worked. way to 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 make money on both ends of that spectrum. You are not kidding, man. They should have had a big event like or like done a discounted uh discounted play over at City Forum. Hey, discounted play for all the dads and kids that want to go and mom wants to sip some strolls. Here you go, boom boom. Tired the kids out. Played games with the kids while mom sips and strolls and and does her Christmas shopping or whatever yeah. and been done. That to me that would have made sense. Yes, they should have done a can't duel. drink at the bar at Dock 17 and or at the uh at City Forum. At City Forum, he doesn't drink because mom's doing the sipping apparently. Yeah, mom's doing the sipping like dad can just go dad could have a beer. He could have a beer or two with the kids. With the know? kids, you know, like dad could have a beer, really? Like you guys as muscle <laughs> y'all could handle a beer. But that's what I'm like. That just was not. I was not happy about that whole situation. Yeah. Did not have fun. Yeah. So maybe next time work that out. Maybe figure out. Say, hey, this is not a kid friendly event, and go from there. You know what I mean? And I fully am in a thousand percent support of kids under twelve not being allowed to go to restaurants or certain restaurants. I'm in full support of it because if I want a quiet date night after. Say I had, you know, I had three kids and I've just had a rough couple of weeks and dad and I want to go out and have a, you know, a date night. I don't want screaming fucking kids jumping up and down in a booth behind me after I literally just left three fucking screaming kids jumping up and down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want that. I want now, if to you're go- at Waffle House, I'm Megan facing at them. I'm playing with them. You know, I'm doing the whole thing. We usually have Lizzie Ray, you know, like we we understand what it's like to have to take your kid. They throw a napkin, I throw it back and mom and dad laughs, whatever. It's cool. Um, Well, you know, we, Lizzie Ray, we went to Black Horse last night um, and we went and ate in the tap room and Lizzie had never been in the tap room because, you know, kids don't normally go up there. Well, it's under, it's over 21, I think after 9 or 10 p.m., at the tap room and we went at like six or seven so it wasn't a big deal because our girl rachel was serving up in the tap room and we were like we have not seen her in three fucking weeks we want rachel yes um and uh yeah so we went and had dinner with our girl rachel love rachel yep and uh lizzie got to see the tap room and we're like she was like oh no oh that's awesome so it was a pretty cool experience last night and again, normally we would never bring Lizzie up there, but they were like, hey, we don't care. You're a regular. We'll get you up there with Rachel. Give us a moment, blah, blah, blah. Which to us, I would rather wait an extra 10 minutes on the wait list to get my girl to know that my service is going to be good service. Right. That's exactly right. You get comfortable with people, but then they like, they don't necessarily bend the rules, but they're like, they know they're not losing any money by getting, getting us stuff the certain way we want it. Like the fruit bowl without cantaloupe. <laughs> and, case in point. <laughs> the cantaloupe is probably the only single most only thing there that isn't all that great. Every Literally everything else is great. It ain't even worth mentioning. Like that's not even worth mentioning. <laughs> You know right. what I mean? Like it's just like we're just using that as an example of the servers. You know, we had a young kid that said, "Uh, well, they're already pre-made like that," and I'm just like, 
We've already ordered it before. We've ordered it. Super Karen, so you (laughs) might want to just bring it to us. No, we didn't do that. But we did. uh, We. uh, (laughs) I didn't say that because I was trying not to be rude to the little kid. Um, Call him, call me S and K for short. (laughs) But no, in all seriousness, though, like, how do you tell another server, like, hey, we come here literally three times a week, and that's how we order it. You can't tell me that it's not ordered. Like, you can't tell me that I can't do that because literally. I have four main servers that I work with, and they all do it for me. (laughs) Hard to argue with it. I just and how do you say that to a young kid? Like, hey, hey, can I tell you a secret? Like, is that how you say it? Is that how we need to start saying it? Like, hey, can I tell you a secret? I come here three to four times a week, a week, not not a month, a week, and that's how we order fruit. And we get bare minimum beer, cheese, and root ball. So. There you go. You can't, like, I, we love you. We think you're super cute, but no, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, you're still getting tipped, you know? So. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. Oh, we met with our personal trainer. Yes, we're starting that tomorrow. We, uh, we've we been working at and doing eating better and had some kind of structure to our health. And, and we've gotten to a point now where we're like, okay. Well... We're ready to take that next step, you know. Yes, because what did I tell y'all in the beginning of this? I had to do one thing at a time. I could not like commit to all the changes at one time because I would have fucked myself up. I would have gone off of it and blah, blah, blah. So you had to start somewhere. Yeah. That's what you're saying? Yes. We had to start. My starting point was changing my food habit. My starting point was walking every single day, three and a half miles, sometimes twice a day. Mm Mm-hmm. So my start was food before I even started working out. And that's how I, you know, I lost about 25 pounds doing that. Ooh, them cold buns has been cold on you, boy. Ooh, man, you've been struggling. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but I love them. Like, I got to go back and do them. Like, I yeah. want to do it again. Yeah, we need to do it today. And we got to do it. You bet. Uh, how much? Ooh, do you want to do it tomorrow at 5 a.m.? Um, probably not. I'm trying. I'm trying to do it today. Like as soon as we're done with this. Oh no, I'm still. But we still got to work out tomorrow. Oh yeah, we're we're doing that regardless. But are we cold plunging before? <sighs> I mean, we can. I guess it's possible. <laughs> what? It's just funny. That's funny. You're like we can. I guess. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I've been the one that I been- love the benefits from it. Right, but I don't know how, like, still getting in it is still rough. Like, he laughs at me because of my breathing. Cause I, have to breathe. <laughs> I always quote uh, Rod Kimball from uh, Hot Rod, the movie. Yeah. Andy Samberg plays that character. And he says he's going to practice holding his breath. And he breathes real fast before he jumps in the water, which is like the worst thing you can do. You're supposed to calm yourself down before you get in there so you can hold your breath longer. But it was made to be funny, so it was it's hilarious. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he just jumps in, and then Rico almost drowns him. Anyway, or he does drown him. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. Anyway, so I've been doing really good, but Justin laughs at me because I have to breathe. Y'all, if you don't breathe through getting through in that water for the first 30 seconds to 45 seconds, you will hop right the fuck back out. Yeah. How yeah. do you know that, Amber? Oh, mm, learned that the hard way because I did. <laughs> You had what did I say? I said you jumped in for six seconds, you big wuss, and you said it was it was twelve seconds, sir. 
it was 16 seconds it was 12 fucking seconds and that was, was the 12 longest seconds. 12 fucking yeah. seconds in my life because my my boy i don't even know i couldn't even speak you were trying to talk and you were ver- you were reverse sucking in the talk you were like <laughs> you're like it's really cool i was like oh my god i don't think she's gonna make it 12 seconds yeah, but that nice. was the first one now you're doing five minutes so well i like four because i don't want to go the whole five but i'm doing about four minutes total. i'm just saying you can and have done five yes so. Mm-hmm. so that's you worked your way up to it you know it's su- it still sucks every time you get in that fucking water it sucks but after you get in I don't even know if getting in the water is worse than the, right before I make the choice to get into the water. That's the my worst part. <laughs> Hitting the 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 but stopwatch, the timer, and jumping in. That's the worst for me. Getting in the water, I start laughing instantly because it's just so cold. Whatever I was mad about, whatever's going on, I'm like, that goes right out the window when you get in that water because the only thing you got to do is just think about that water being <laughs> so cold. You think you could do it, William? Uh-uh. Oh you don't my think gosh, so, man? Um, the chance. The here's here. Let me break that down for you, right quick. It's the it's it's the thought of getting in so that cold William, water. That's it. William's sitting here with us, and we're talking about cold plunging. And I'm just gonna let William know something right now. This is simple. You can do it a hundred percent. Oh, I'm sure. You don't want to. I'm sure. Yeah, but think about it. When I got hurt one time. The chiropractor said, can you turn your head? I said, no. And he said, so you physically can't turn your head? And I was like, yeah, I can turn my head. He said, so pain stopping you. I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, turn your head. So I turned my head all the way. And he said, okay, I have to make sure you have mobility or else I have to give you an x-ray again. He's like, you just didn't want to turn your head. I was like, I didn't even really think about it like that, but it hurt really bad to turn my head. So he just said, you know, if you don't, if you can't turn your head, we got problems. But if you can and it's just pain, we can get through that. We can work through that, you know. So it was pretty cool that like what you're able to do versus what you really want to do is two different things. Like I want to get in, I don't want to get in that water. Could you do it? You could. I could. It's cool when you get in the first thirty to forty seconds. You're breathing. It's, you can't control your breathing. You you can't. It's sucking the air out of you. You've got to really, like, that was my biggest mistake on my very first one and possibly the second one, too, because I had to, re- <laughs> that I, after I got out, I realized that I had to breathe. That's the biggest thing is you have to breathe. So I get in and I'm like, <sighs> trying to keep myself in the water. It's way funnier than that, William. When she does it, it's way funnier than that. <laughs> but look, when, but, when you get in there after about 30 to 40 seconds, then you start getting used to it, and you're like, well, "Oh, okay." If you're breathing like you, if you're breathing like I have to breathe, you get lightheaded because you're oh, you're, yeah. you're intaking so much oxygen you because you're having dizzy. to you you're having to breathe through that initial shock of the cold. But right after about a good minute, because right around fifty seconds and a minute in, you're starting to like settle in, and your and then you can have conversations warm. with people. But if somebody's talking to you while you're getting in, you're not hearing anything they're saying. No, because I want to tell you. They can be in your ear and be like, I want to tell hey, you, man. shut the fuck up until I get in this water. I'm not even joking. I always mess with her. I'm like, hey, babe, is it cold? She's like. <laughs> but, and I'm trying to breathe through it. Like, stop fucking talking But anyways, <laughs> right after a minute, after you settle in, you'll feel heat come up in your chest and your back. And your legs. That's your body's effort of 
keeping your internal organs warmer than everything else. And then I noticed like my extremities turn really pale because it, your body's trying to survive. Like it's trying to keep the innards of your body alive and warm. And then after so many, you know, a minute after that, you're just in there. You know, you've already defeated it. But if you move around and anything that you've oh, got, Like, if I get in there and my <laughs> arms are down by my side, pressed firmly to me like this, and then I move my arms out like a butterfly, oh my God, it takes my breath again, especially when water gets in the armpits. Or in your gooch. In the gooch area. <laughs> the gooch area has to be slowly <laughs> bled like a brake system. <laughs> it's got to be bled out. <laughs> It's not. It's no joke, but it's, it's got to totally be burped like bit. a coolant system. There we go. <laughs> think about this. Burp your gooch, people. Think when about you get this. In there. Fifteen minutes of your day for a cold plunge. Getting in it, doing it, getting out, drying off, and getting ready for the day. Fifteen minutes of your day is more. It produces more dopamine in your system than a fucking line of coke, and will last you for hours after. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. Like, oh my gosh. It just takes 15 minutes of your day. And you're not as cold. Like if you cold plunge in the morning mm -hmm. and it's 30, 40 degree water, it's horrible. When it's you, horrible. It's the coolest thing getting out though. Cause you get out, you put clothes on and you go walk and you're like, oh, okay. I'm not cold at all out here now. You know, being in that water is just worse than anything else, I guess. Getting in it. That's the worst. Oh, man. So that that's funny as fuck <laughs> it is funny especially when i've done it so many times and i'm still like oh i don't want to get in there but anyways um cold plunging cool um so switching gears here no, um we gotta finish our personal trainer yeah personal training that's what i'm saying well that coincides with each other i just want you to know that right right well we're doing personal training now and we went and got an in-body at Nutrition Factory. We did our in-body scan um, for Kyle. Kyle, um, our personal your boy, trainer. Your boy 228, Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal, 20% body fat. I'm already starting off superhuman level right off the bat. Not bragging. Just, I knew. We all knew. When I got on the scale, sparks come off of it. I wish y'all could see my face. <laughs> There's heavy eye rollage over here. <laughs> Uh, heavy eye rollage yes <laughs> heavy eye rollage over here and william is not making it any better <laughs> laughing at your dumb ass oh man it um, said it said please put a human on the scale this is a machine get the fuck out <laughs> it said this bitch is actually mine said We're in really good shape I, mine mine was relatively well. It, it did say I was a little high on my BMI. My BMI is like third. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm supposed to be at, to be honest with you. Well, um, I think the woman's is always higher. Well, so yeah. So you're not, I think you're, I looked you up and you're in range. I you're mean, in range where you're supposed to be. I'm a little high on certain things. I'm a little low on other things, or I'm a little too much on things and I'm just right or in average on others. So, well, also, you found out that we're, you're not intaking enough, and when you're not doing that, then you can't lose... My skeletal muscle mass is great. Yes. My weight is above average, which I'm not afraid to tell you what I weigh. No. I weigh 170. Yeah, 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 um, but you're I'm healthy, 5'3", but I'm also, like, believe it or not, my muscle, my thigh muscles are, like, 
solid. Solid. Solid I, as I mean, a... I do have nice legs and all. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, that's a story for oh, in a minute. Hold man. on. <laughs> oh, Y'all are gonna boy. love that one. But my body fat percent body fat is forty two point five, which is that's a little high for your girl. But I think it's higher for women than it is men. So yeah, I'm supposed to have I'm supposed to have more than you. But again, I'm a my women hold their their fat hold that weight and that whatnot in their uh, butt, hips, and thighs in their stomach. And thank God they do. <laughs> my lean body mass is average everywhere, um, and then my fat everywhere is above. <laughs> like, I love 100 percent of that 42 percent. Yeah, appreciate you. And my math will, it's very bad. It'll blow your mind how bad it is. My body fat mass is 72.3. I, I don't know what that is. Maybe Kyle explain that shit to me on tomorrow morning. We'll figure out true numbers for the next cast, okay? <laughs> we'll figure out true numbers. <sighs> but they had to recalibrate the uh, machine when I got off of it. You're an idiot. I had to recalibrate it. Like an industrial scale. <laughs> 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 but uh this ain't a hard this is a hydraulic pump it, that's hilarious um but i did he put my stuff in our app that we're going to be using with um kyle at last excuse personal training you guys he does in-person training one-on-one group training <clears> and he does like online virtual training as well so if you want kyle to get in there thurlman kyle thurlman really cool dude um I love how he got into it. I feel like you got to say that too. Like Kyle used to be, I don't, I would never say he was fat. Right. He had a stocky build to him, but guys know the the stocky guys are really strong. So you're not just some fat guy. You know what I mean? Like he was a stocky build. And then I, I went a little while without seeing him. And then when I seen him again, I was like, holy crap, dude, you look great. What have you been doing? He's like, well, I got on this program, I lost some weight, and I'm actually like doing this stuff, so I'm gonna get into personal training. I was like, man, good for you. You know, who can say that? You know, who right. well, how many people can say that? And uh, we're like, hey, we wanna <laughs> do we need we we got to like I said, we were we started I had to start one thing at a time. If I tried to change my diet, work out, walk, personal train, all this shit all at one time, I would have been burnt out quickly. But yep. now that I've understood food, we've removed nasty shit. We've removed the red 40 dot, like the synthetic dyes. We've removed, we've removed uh synthetic B12. We've added more whole foods in less processed shit. Now I'm understanding how food works for me. Yes. And now I can start to put things together. Now I'm able to put these things together. So that's that to me, this was the next step because I plateaued and then he told me that I was not eating enough. Which is crazy because if you don't eat enough, then you're not going to get the results that you want. And we didn't know that, but we that's again, that's why you take that extra step and say, hey, look, you know, there's a way to do it. If somebody if you see these people that lose weight, you can do it, too. It may be harder for you. To be honest with you, if you're a bigger person, I think it would be more exciting to do it because you're going to be, you're going to see more results. Think about it. If you start off bigger and you go on a program, you're going to see results for somebody else that's like almost where they're at, where they want to be. And then they get down to where they want to be. And it's kind of like, I don't know. The victory ain't as big. Don't get me wrong. It's a good victory if you're taking care of yourself. Always a right. safe victory. But. 
it's just like if you're bigger, then you can see like, oh wow, look how far I've come, kind of thing. You know, right? You you see the results. You definitely visibly see the results more. But um, I I can tell a huge difference in just my body, the way I look now. Um, and then with per with training with Kyle, I you know I told him my goals. You got um, some guys in your DMs, so I'm just, right. That I'm just oh saying. my god, so fucking funny. Um, I've got some goals uh, that I want, and it, it, they're not necessarily weight goals. I realize. Did you like? It didn't hit me till just now, right now, that I. It's not necessarily a weight goal for me. For me, and I'm not saying that's not the case for other females or any other people listening. I, for me, I'm now not in a weight. Like that, the weight is not what the num the number on the scale is not what's driving me now. I like how Tawana put it. She said, "More than weight, I want to get into this size. I want to get into this size. You know what I mean? Instead of saying I want to weigh this, she's like, if I can get into this size, I'm good. And she got into that size already. Yeah. So now she's just trimming. She's just trimming it. So. And um <clears throat> and and that was like to me it's not and for me a size that's really hard to do because I have size eight pants size ten pants size twelve pants in there I have size seven I have size eleven and thirteen and junior stuff so I mean the, different styles that's not for I don't really care about that I don't really care about the number on the jeans or the number on the pants or whatever whatnot I have small medium and large clothes because they fit the way I like them to fit right and. uh so none of that really matters. Not to us, at least. Not no, right. No. Not anymore. It used to like it, that, that thought process and that, that way of thinking of like, oh, if you're not a size four or less, no one's going to find you attractive or no one's going to take you <laughs> serious if you're overweight and blah, 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 blah. And um, I love Justin Waller. He, I watched one of his reels. He's part of the Andrew Tate crew and before you boo me, I'm not like gung ho for Andrew Tate. I do agree with a lot of the things he says. I, however, disagree with some things he says. Well, if you get on social media, he has a strong presence. You get on there, you're going to see some of his stuff, period. Yeah. And I share it, too, because there's some things I agree with, like his whole thing. Not everything on this topic, but I do agree with him, like the femininity and the masculinity, what men, masculine men versus feminine women or masculine women. I I, I like some of his points on that. I, lo I, I love that he can talk about that in his way. Um not because, to mention, he's went back on a few things he said in yeah, the past and, he's and said, been hey, like, I was hey, wrong about that, I, this, that, and the other. I the wish third. he said, but I said that shit, but you got to grow. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I've said some shit back then that I don't agree with now, and I've grown into a woman and the woman that I'm still growing into. Right. That's all of us, you Yeah, know? and um, that number on the scale, he's, uh, Justin Waller said, I prioritize fitness and health over money because when i walk into a room when a man walks into a room or a woman walks into a room and you can tell they put work into their bodies that confidence gets you in places and instant makes you respect. notice instant respect and i'm like dude mind blown at that, that or if i didn't have a weapon of some kind and i just had to come down to just trying to take this dude i'm getting whooped so then you hope the guy's a good guy because you know he you know he can take you already. So then if he's a good guy and he takes care of himself, it says a lot about your character, you know? Right. It says you're disciplined. It says you can you can keep on track with your health, your diet, your exercise. You you put in work to make sure that your body can withstand the stress and the 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 workload of your business, which to me, I like again, mind blown. I love the way that he put that. 
information sharing, not right. trying to hoard your information and keep it a secret. So you're the best ever. Right. To do it. And that's not even the, that's not even the secret keeper. He's just like, I'm letting you know how I visually see that. Like this right. is to me visually and I'm, I'm a human. So if I'm seeing it, I know everyone else is seeing it. But what I'm saying is instead of him just being really good looking and taking care of himself yeah. and then using that and just him not ever sharing that with nobody. Right. Like he's letting other guys know, Hey man, you can take care of yourself and you can work out and become, you know, yeah, not necessarily better looking. You can just have a better posture. Confidence. Have- it's better posture. When you have a better posture, you stand up straight. You look people in the eye, like he said. You can really, you yeah, you're really, poised. you really do take that. That's a level of respect you won't get by being rich. Just rich. Oh, yeah, he's just, just rich. rich. Cool. Yeah. I don't give a... Y'all already know me. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck how much money you got. I don't care what you drive. I don't care if you've got the brand newest of the new of everything all the fucking time. I don't care if you've got a big-ass house that's a thousand, 10,000 square feet. I don't give a fuck. Are you a good person? Yeah, that's what it really comes down to is your, your core character. And we don't care if you drive a Bentley. Don't take up two spots at the restaurant. Like, sorry, dude. Don't drive your car. If you're that scared, don't drive your car much. And also, tow truck drivers around here, they don't care if it's got a Bentley symbol on it. They'll hook a chain to it, and they'll snatch it out of there. If you're double parked in these parking lots, they'll they'll just snatch it up out of there. You'll have to go get your Bentley out of the lot, out of a gravel lot somewhere, you know? Like, quit trying to be cool. Nobody cares. Nobody honestly really cares. You know what I mean? So I get that. I understand that. Um, but we know rich people that have a lot of stuff, but they'll give you anything. So we know both spectrums, but it's just, it's, it is funny. The, the, what do you call that? It is the I difference have- between a rich person that's entitled and that's all he is to him is money versus somebody that is really in good shape. Because let's be honest, if you don't have health, and and you what the end fuck up is your wealth? Sick you're you're going to use your wealth to yeah. try to get you back into health. Sorry, no, I want to yeah, like, my. If you don't no. have health, what is wealth? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? If you're dead and you can't use it, then it, nobody you're ever. Really can, I wonder how many people in ten years will remember if you parked your Bentley in the in the parking lot or not. You know what I mean? Like, if you're dead and gone, ain't nobody gonna remember that shit. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> and you know we have like people always invite us to to come and and do things with them and show off their their brand new houses their brand new cars blah 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 you mean their liabilities yeah and i'm like oh awesome is it making you money oh well no i just wanted it awesome great have a great day i want to talk to someone who wants to grow businesses i want to talk to people i want to show off i want to show off new lifts in my shop i want to show off new computers in my shop i want to show off New employees. New employees. I want to show off. I'm able to give my employees raises. I want to show that off. Because yeah. that means I'm successful. To me, that's success. Mm-hmm. Being able to build and make my employees' lives better. Being able to build and make my life better. My my value of life better. My quality of life. To me, that's what I want to show off. I want to show off my body that I'm taking good care of. Oh, of. yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Because it justifies to, everything else. Right. Because then, uh, hey, it, everything else is going to fall in line. Yeah. That's just the way it works, you know? And it, like, the, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Um. So, I've been looking into, but by the way, another happening is, you know, personal training, 
taking care of better of our care of ourselves, the cold plunging, all that good stuff. But there was another week's happening was uh, the fights were last night. Yeah. And um, Alex Pereira, he beat Jury uh, in the uh, for the title fight last night, and um, it was pretty exciting. But there was also uh, two big heavyweight guys that were supposed to just go and throw down, and this guy, Sergey, this big monster, he got sniped by this other guy, and now everybody's looking at him now, and they're like, this is the guy, you know? But Brink, when I was thinking about the fights being last night, it, it made me think about health and wealth again. Like, Francis Ngannou used to fight in the UFC, and I found out the reason why he left. He left the UFC because they wouldn't offer him long-term health care. Yes and no. I understand what what he's saying, but at the same time, whose responsibility is it to take care of yourself? And and what the biggest thing he's trying to combat is fighters fighting too long and then having like uh, head injuries and having like long-term effects on their brain. And but I'm like, you signed a contract to fight. But here's his thing: he's trying to predate to where they were using roids and stuff like that and people using an unfair advantage and hitting somebody and causing an effects down the road and the UFC says well hey you can't fight so you well, you're I'm cutting you cutting you loose and then they're so I see both sides of it but here's what it really comes down to in my opinion and then I'll shut up in my opinion it's his responsibility to make sure he's healthy if he's healthy then basically it's him taking care of his own self. Well, again, like you said, he signed the contract with the fight with the UFC. You see what I'm saying? He yeah. signed a contract. Like, you knew what you were getting into. If you're a good fighter, you won't get hit in the head. And I, I just, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate for this because you know how I feel about people. Oh, well, I got the job because it's got, it's got health care. So you're going to let a doctor make sure that you're going to be taken care of. Do you know what doctors do? They prescribe medicine. They push pharma. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, like what? Why you're going to treat your symptoms, and and you're seeing a doctor how many times a year? You could take care of yourself all the time, and then go see the doctor for what he's and there for checkups. You're paying for it every month. I'm sorry, I am not paying five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a month to go to the doctor for them to push pills on me when I could pay. Oh, you don't like Prozac? No. No, and I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not knocking anybody. No. But if you are taking care of yourself, I'm sorry, depression would not be there. Yeah. Because you it's, would literally it's factoids. be- It's fact. It is proven fact. What's the, what's the uh, S word? Serotonin. Serotonin. Serotonin is derived in the gut. And, and it is- It's your second brain. The less serotonin you have, the more depression you have. And when you take- depression medicine it depletes nor it de- doesn't necessarily deplete but it does not help you uh gain serotonin serotonin right. therefore it is literally suppressing your serotonin it, it don't even we know. are not giving medical advice if you're on antidepressants yeah. do not stop taking them because we said so because we're not going to be held liable we are not professionals we are however not professionals. however i will tell you this if you are taking care of yourself like you should be taking care of yourself there should be no reason. There should be no reason why. But why? there was a guy taking him antidepressants for 19 years, and the biologist that was talking to him said, "Okay, well, when were they going to kick in and work? And you know, when were they going to? When were when you going to get off work? of those?" 
When were they going to work? And they're not working. You're taking them for 15 years. You're literally fucking killing yourself. And he's like, oh, he snapped out of it and Boom. he quit taking them and started taking care of himself and got on like a health nut kick. And <laughs> now he just feels good to take care of himself. Right. So, yeah, it's there's crazy. that. It's a crazy it's, dynamic. But you, mm. the fighting thing brought me back to Francis leaving. And I'm yeah. like, dude, if you take care of yourself and then you have people surrounded with that care for you, they're going to let you know when you don't need to fight anymore. And not to mention, you got to take care of yourself. Like it's it's your responsibility. It's not I would rather have a job without insurance and take care of myself than to get a job where all I had to do is sit in a truck all day and eat bad foods and become worse and worse and worse, and then become dependent on um, being a diabetic and um, insulin. And it's like you could have just took care of yourself and done whatever else you wanted to do. You didn't have to have a job working for somebody. Like you could just go and do again, what you wanted to do. This is not you know? going against someone that has some kind of disease or something that they could not help. That's not yeah, what we're talking about. That's not that. Yeah, it's this is all self inflicted. We're, we're you know? talking about self inflicted disease and self inflicted uh, uh, whatever. Too diabetic. Um, if you don't move around and stay active enough. You're going to stove up. Your like, joints are going to go bad. You're Joe Rogan, get... that little girl that was on Joe Rogan's podcast, um, said that he doesn't have enough energy to work out. And he was like, no, yes, he does. If he has enough energy to walk to that fucking refrigerator, he has enough energy to work out. He said, get a kettlebell. Pick it up. A small one. Down. You don't have to do anything. Again, you don't have to do anything crazy. Literally no. get up and walk out on your road. Walk outside for 15, 20 minutes a day. And then once you've got that and you start like going super fast... Do it for 20 minutes, then do it for 30 minutes, then do it for 40 minutes, then do it for 50 you gotta minutes. Start. Like, you got to start. You got to start somewhere. You can't just say, oh, I'm, I hate that. Don't excuse me. I will say there are no excuses um, because um, someone who is someone that's extremely closely related to me said, y'all have more time. Yeah, we're just managing it better. And we also, that's bringing up our next our next uh subject our next thing our next topic well we read an article about that but it's 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 yeah it's there's something trying to encase you no matter oh, where you look right and again and it's either time or yeah. i don't have the money or it's too cold it's too hot i don't it's too I don't early want to do it's that too late. i'd rather you just say i don't want to do it like just say you don't want to like i don't want to do that and we have a awesome. friend that said, fuck you, I ain't waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Because the end. He'll, walk like, with okay. us at, he'll walk with us at 530 <laughs> in the afternoon. And we love him for it. Love you know it. I mean? He said, y'all, fuck y'all. I'm not getting up that early <laughs> on a Saturday or Sunday. You know what I mean? That's fine. That he didn't say it was too cold. Or... No, he said, fuck you. <laughs> but again, Great. for for those of you guys that are listening that are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs or do have that time who have the option of not having to pay for the uh, medicaid for your health care save your $1500 a month and use it to buy good food use Let's it to say. buy good supplements and use it to talk to someone who is about that or you know like an actual person that wants you to live on real good whole foods, maybe not a doctor or a holistic doctor. You realize it's a pyramid, a pyramid scheme. Oh yeah. Insurance. Okay. So it's basically a pyramid scheme, but the thing about it is, is like, let's just say you, what are people paying for insurance a month? I've said, it just depends on who it is. I've had people say, yeah, we got quoted for 11, $1,200 a month. 
Okay, tw- let's uh, hey, let's, a month, you know? let me let me just pick on that one right there. While we'll split it in the middle, I'll say fifteen hundred and fifty dollars, whatever. Let's just say you pay, you say fifteen hundred dollars a month, and but you just start taking care of yourself. You exercise, you eat good, you get with a personal trainer to get on track. Maybe you don't keep them. Maybe you get on track with them, and then you maintain. You get down to where you want to be, and you maintain, and you and you save fifteen hundred dollars in the bank every month. Every month you save fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. That's $9,000. What's that a year? $9,000 Okay, year. at the end of the year, you wait, got $9,000. I'm dumb. That's not right. That's not the right number. It's it's three, six, nine, $12,000. Okay, so you end up having a little over $12,000, okay? All right, so, and I'm just, it doesn't matter if the math is perfect. I'm just trying to prove a point. You have $12,000 at the if end of the year. If you got $12,000, but you start eating well and taking care of yourself, and then you don't have to go to the doctor, you know what you could do with that money? You can. You literally just increased your, your net pay by $12,000. $12, you know what most people would do for a raise like that? They'd get under their boss's desk. <laughs> <laughs> Or bend over it. One but no, two. listen. But Sorry, listen, <laughs> it's funny to talk about it like that. If you break it down into yeah. that, you go, I could be putting $1,500 in the bank. You know, and I'm not saying certain things don't cost a lot when you go to the doctor or Even if you end up needing something at the doctor. But if you're taking care of yourself, what are you needing? That again, it goes back man, to if you are taking crazy, care of yourself, man. what are you needing from the doctor? So who? how is it the doctors, a lot of people want to blame doctors for stuff. How is it the doctor's responsibility that he has to treat your symptoms now? You know, like, it's, he can't make it mandatory that you work out and take care of yourself and eat right. You know what I mean? Like, he can't make that mandatory. But he can give you something to take that'll ease your pain and make you a little bit more comfortable. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's a crazy. But going into the next topic. Well... We, we got get, some more to talk about. I'm getting off. Yeah, I'm getting you're, off. You're getting a little ahead here. of this, ahead of it, but oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, feral eats, feed, feed the, the beast. Okay, so we didn't necessarily have an actual restaurant that we had went to for this week's feral eats, feed the beast. But what we kind of wanted to talk about is what we've been seeing here lately when we do go. Um, and it's mainly like, it's mainly you guys as customers, um, uh, as far as etiquette goes, uh, going into a restaurant. Yikes. (laughs) And it's so hard because as a prior service industry worker, like I used to work as a server, both diner and regular restaurant and bartending, um, customer service, retail, everything I've been in it all. And, And when you go like. How hard is it to read a sign, you guys? Like, do you guys not know how to read? I don't know what they're thinking. There, there's no way they could be thinking. How could you think at all? How could you process any thoughts and come in and do what they've been doing? Like, one, I'll man, say one of my rough. biggest pet peeves. Is, it's rough. One of my biggest pet peeves is it at Waffle House. Why the fuck are you bringing a family of five, six, seven, eight into Waffle House? No, twelve. Twelve. The last time we were there, twelve. Pe- the pe- our person came in and said, "You guys have a table for 12. And the waitress just looked at him and was like, "She looked around. She just panned around the restaurant, and it was it was busy. You know, you know, Waffle House getting busier now in the morning times than it is at three a.m. It's yeah. changed. The dynamic has changed. But 
But anyway. Because you can do 3 a.m. shit at 10 a.m. now. <laughs> exactly. You can do 3 a.m. shit at noon. <laughs> right. The dynamic. But she panned around the restaurant and she's thinking, dude, if there was, you know, even if there was nobody here. Why the fuck would you bring the 12 booths people? fit four. Maximum four people. And then the bar has only set so many people. Like, you're taking up all the bar seats all the way across the front of the restaurant. Like. You're a fucking asshole. You I don't are a really fucking know asshole what your that. goal is here. Like, go to, I don't know, Cracker Barrel. Um, IHOP. Ryan, what's Ryan's? Whatever. Even though we don't Denny's, have one. Uh, I don't Golden give a fuck. Corral. Go anywhere fucking else other than Waffle House. You make but then no people sense. are going in there and asking for uh, skim milk and uh, almond milk. Bitch, almond we're at milk. fucking Waffle House. Bitch, you are at Waffle House. No, but they don't it, have a milk. But anyways. Too. Anyways, um, it's it's you know you walk in and it says please we please wait to be seated please wait to be seated please wait to be seated and, and then they walk, walk straight to the bar and I'm like bitch it said wait to be seated it didn't say bar area open seating it said wait to fucking be seated and then the waitresses that we know that are really good girls or good men they have to be like hey you can't sit and I know I hate saying something to somebody. I hate saying, because I don't want to be that Karen, but I'm not being a Karen. I'm just telling them the rules, right? Well, I still don't like doing it. So you have people have to say, hey, you guys can't sit there yet. You don't have silverware, which means you didn't see the hostess and you're not ready to sit yet. I'm not ready. That's what the little girl at the bar said. I'm not ready for you to come here. Oh, my God. So then you tell it, you're like telling, and most time the people leave, which good riddance, you know, like if they don't get it that much. I mean, they maybe they should go somewhere else, but uh, man, man, it's rough, man. And I'm sorry, it's I judge rough. you. I will judge the fuck out of you on how you treat servers. People will come in there in and they will service. have a fifty. We've seen some high bills around us. We go in there, we get our little stuff, and we get out. There's people in there ordering two or three appetizers. They got ten people at the table. They're ordering, you know. Several different entrees, sides, and extras, and dessert, and all that. They're going to leave $4. That night pissed me off. They're going to leave $4. I'm not going to mention it because they may listen to this, but we were, I went out for, I went out to dinner with a friend of mine and a bunch of, it was just a, uh, it was a very eclectic group. Well, I knew the server. $4. And the the bill was like fifty something dollars. I know it was. I know it was. Maybe sixty. Maybe. I think it was fifty something dollars. And like they gave sixty dollars, and it was like a four dollar change. And he said, "Keep the change," but she gave it back to him again. I know this server personally. Gave it back to him because that was a shitty thing to do. And I'm sorry, he deserved that. Um, it's just, and you can't. I can't say anything because it will give away. Uh, My thing is, people. Some people out there think that that's fair. They think that that four dollars was fair. Hey, I you t- twenty. Hey, listen, but- you give him four dollars and see. Hey, you, hey, listen, listen. If he had to do anything and well, they gave him four dollars, he'd be crying. Bragging boy. about your good Samaritan work prior to that did did like and then doing that did not sit well with me. That gave me a very bad taste in my mouth. <sighs> Must be very a Pharisee, bad, man. Very bad be a taste Pharisee. in my mouth. Um, <laughs> because, yeah. I 
<laughs> I love helping people. I love helping people. One of my things, and I will brag, I do tip well. Justin and I tip like a motherfucker when we go out. Because we always get it back. We always get it back. Maybe that's what it is. They're not ever getting anything out, so they're not ever getting anything back. Man, you know? I, I, and you know, Brian and April and I talked about this with you too. You know, Brian's the same way. He's like, I tip very well. Why? Because it's going to come back to me. I always want to be good to people because I know people are good to me. Well, maybe he got paid extra that week and he could afford to tip a little more and help right. somebody else out. We love tipping. You know what I mean? Like, we love tipping our servers. We absolutely love it. And if any of our servers have ever like just been gypped by us, and I don't even know how that's possible because, again, I am a tipping motherfucker. No, you had Jackie call Oh, us. my Is goodness. okay? I didn't even it's ask. It's okay, Dad. I didn't even ask if you wanted your change. I just took it. And I was like, girl, you be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She tried to reach out to us. But and see, that's the thing. Like I'll never and I will never reach out to my girls like that when we go out to dinner. I'll never or, reach out. Or to you them. have the people that say, Okay, uh, I want my egg over kind of medium, but I don't want it to be runny because if it, if I cut it and it goes into my other food, if it touches I can't eat it. But then I also want my bank in like the I'm like, Oh, you need to go home. You need to go home and make all this yours, yourself. Like, you're saying all this stuff. Like, hold up a minute. You, your options are smothered, covered, scattered. Not not have it your way. Don't get crazy, mm-hmm. Bon Quee Quee. No, fr- no, bro. Security. Uh-uh. Security. No joke. Like, you can't. Uh-uh. Like, yeah, what? Did you hear that lady? She, I want my egg over a medium, but I don't want it runny. Because if it gets in my other food, it'll mess up my banking. Which, by the way, the banking's got to be like, I'm like, oh, no. No. Mm-mm. Well, you know, today we went at G's. And that I guess, and I, I asked uh, our girl, I asked Heather, I was like, is he a nice guy? Because I overheard him tell the other server, Amber, by the way, her name's Amber. Mm-hmm. Such a great name. Uh <laughs> He said something about her smiling, and I'm like, motherfucker, if somebody asks me or tells me that I didn't smile or asks me why I'm not smiling, mother, go fuck yourself. I'm not smiling because I don't have to smile. Smiling does not make me thousands of dollars in tips or hundreds of dollars in tips every day while I'm trying to catch up on my side work. I don't have to smile while I'm side working. You can smile, talk, and joke with them. You don't have to smile. And, I mean, and she was like, I did smile what are you at you. What are you talking America? about? Ooh wee, ooh wee! Like just like uh, what's his name? Tom Bergeron is that what his name is? Um, for Dancing with the Stars, told Simone Biles like they were complimenting you and you weren't smiling. She's like, smiling doesn't win gold medals, bitch. Fucking yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and she's winning all of them. Thank you. Smiling doesn't win me gold medals. Okay, hard fucking work is winning me these gold medals. Fuck you, Tom. Fuck you, Tom. Yeah, what does Tom know? He can't flip around on the stage like a freaking top. Whip your fucking ass, dude. Like Simone Biles looks like one of those toys that you wrapped rubber bands around and twisted them up and then threw them (laughs) out there and they just jump around until they're done (laughs) unfolding the rubber band. That's what she does to win gold medals. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell if she's smiling in there or not, but she's literally jumping around like a freaking top, like a top, spinning around like a freaking top out there. Um, Another... um, Another thing too is like Isn't she's like really small too. Yeah, she's like five foot. <laughs> maybe my, like my height. Maybe I don't know five three. I don't know. Anyways, another thing that I wanted to to mention really quick: if you're at your local bar, aka a restaurant or a bar here, and 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 you know that we go, and you know other people go regularly, 
Don't talk shit about people. Yikes. Don't talk shit about people because even though I haven't said anything yet, I'm going to when I see that person because I'd like to I like to say things in person. Yeah, you don't want to call them and act like you're gossiping and then trying to get them no. all riled up. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not that. I'm I'm going to tell them who said what. Um and and what they said. I'm going to just vaguely mention it here just for the sake of like getting you guys to not do that shit. Um because it's actually happened to me there before with another woman and um, <sighs> and this is real estate. Agent, Yikes. you know remember that she was drunk y'all yeah. don't do that and shit we were like oh so you're very unprofessional cool <laughs> don't do that shit um and actually this this has to deal with another agent that was sitting there as well that i know and well um, somebody should have told them because we see him up there quite often and we're quite we're acquaintances at, at the least we're acquaintances yeah and then why he would be sitting there running somebody in the ground at a place where he usually comes it's like you're just asking for it, you know? I feel like what pissed me off about that, though, is he said that he was a womanizer as he was touching said fucking girl, like all over touching her. Buying her drinks, kept asking if she wanted something else, asked her if she needed a ride home, asked her if she needed help carrying her food. Well, because we saw him the week prior for lunch. We went and we snuck off and got lunch there and we saw him and he was with the he was talking to a bunch of older ladies there. And uh, all touching them and like, stop fucking touching people. Like, that's another thing. Don't fucking touch me. If I didn't want- Hey, Weinstein, chill out. (laughs) Don't touch other people. Don't touch other females. (coughs) I don't care how old you are, how nice you are. Don't fucking touch me. Don't touch other women. That doesn't matter. You know, none of that stuff matters. If if somebody's uncomfortable- Well, my thing is, is like- You got stuff going around like me too- yeah. But then you have other stuff going around that that's true. And then, like, it, you're just going to do that? Like, you're going to lead with that, bro? And and just, like, talking shit. Like, do, you do know. Like, I don't know. I, they have to know that I know Look, said person. They the have to bartender know. alone. If there was nobody in, him in that restaurant besides him and the bartender, the bartender alone knows that person. So, well, I mean. Jackie would never, never have said anything anyway because she's like, these people are fucking drunk asses. Like, I can't people, stand y'all. Well, she's around drunk people all the time and yeah. Jackie's a professional. Yes. But I'm just saying, now Jackie knows that person there ain't much to him. She knows that. Even though she's not going to go and stir up anything or tell the truth to the guy that yeah. needs to hear it. But now she knows, okay, this this guy's a chump. And the, the guy that, and they were talking about it. And my thing is, is I've never, ever, ever felt one time uncomfortable. That That's never been a, a, a thought in my mind about my friend. That's never, ever been something that I would like say about him. You know what I mean? Like to me, that was just really shitty of not only her, but the two dudes too, because they have no clue who he is. And then as he's saying it, he's a womanizer and blah, blah, blah. This motherfucker is touching all over her. I'm like, you are a disgusting individual. You're disgusting. That is so gross. Which, by the way, that's been the only time we've actually been there and had a bad time. And it, necessar- it wasn't necessarily a bad time. It just, that guy put a bad taste in my mouth. You know, like I don't ever, like I would rather sit somewhere else where he can't talk to me, like on purpose. So the next time, if we ever go there and he's there, I'll be like, hey, Jackie, where are you? Where is a table that you can serve us at? Because we do not want to be anywhere near him. Yeah, he's just weird. He gives a bad, bad vibes, bad, bad energy, negative energy, super negative energy. And I just I don't know. It, that was that was a big turnoff for me um, because I also got approached at another bar um, and was taught like someone was trying to get information out of me about somebody in the family and i'm like 
I hope they're doing great. Yeah. Oh, you don't like them? I love them. I we actually, didn't say that. That you said that. Yeah, I said yeah. I love them. I I said I hope they're doing great, and I absolutely love them. And my cousin happened to be with this person and was like, hey, bitch, you need to move. Like, you need to stop talking to her because she is related to me and we will go off on your ass real quick if you don't stop. <laughs> Time for you to go. Um. So, yeah. And then it's Come just. Come on, girl. Let's go. <laughs> this is going to lead us into. This is the end of Feral Eats Feed the Beast. Be fucking courteous when you go out. Have you ever seen. Let me just give you a quick advice. Go watch the movie Waiting. If you have not watched Waiting, go watch it and then think about how you fucking treat people. Is that Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. uh, Dane Cook? Dane Cook. Oh, my um, gosh. Who else is in that? Oh, Uh, my gosh. What's his name from uh, Jeepers Creepers? Fuck. Why can't I think of his name? Justin Long. Justin Long. That's a terrible movie. It's terrible. But watch it. You will have a newfound respect. It's very factual. You will have a newfound respect for restaurant workers if you have not watched it. Don't be a fucking dickhole. And that's what we've been seeing here lately is a lot of stuff that's been happening. Um, if you want your food made, uh, just uh, can only be cooked two minutes on this side. Go the fuck home and mix it, make it yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. They make $2.35 maybe an hour. Go the fuck home. Get the fuck out and go the fuck home. Yeah, like, come on, man. Get get real. So, but people are they? They I don't know. They're it's programmed, just, though. It, Think about it. They're programmed, and okay, that's going to so, lead us into this. Yes, uh, a guy by the name of Bruce Lipton wrote a little. Uh, no, that that's the clip. That's the clip. Okay, yeah, that's so the video clip. Bruce Lipton is the guy that did the the actual clip of him talking about it, the Matrix. Yes, um, he said that the Matrix is a documentary. Now we're talking about Keanu Reeves. Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Neo and Morpheus. Yeah. We're talking about the movies. Carrie Ann, what's her name? Carrie Ann Moss? I think so. She was in Trinity or whatever, you know, and they're saying that this movie, which has a lot of action scenes in it, and it broke world records for like how many camera angles and all these different things for the action part of it. But he said the action part of it is actually metaphoric because it's a documentary. It's a documentary because, um, you know, our information is downloaded in the first seven years of our life. In the first seven years of our life, we do not have a conscious, we don't have conscious thoughts, like a conscious being in us. We are we are in theta mode. That's why they say that racism is, is taught, because when kids are little, it doesn't matter what color they are, they all go play. I grew up like that, so I know that. I know that to be true, because I never even, that thought never even crossed my mind. You know what, though? I never thought it crossed mine. As a, growing through all of school, I... You know, I was one of my best friends was a, a young black girl. And you went over to her house and spent the night and had slumber parties. It's like right. anything else, you know? It's like we literally de- like that to me never I was never taught that as a child. You you but what you're saying is when you when you're a baby Up until you're seven years old, you don't really have conscious thoughts. Like you don't you don't have a conscious, it's all hypnosis and and imagination. Even if you stole a candy bar, it's because you wanted it, not because you thought you could get the thrill of stealing it. it. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, it fluctuates between uh, you know, some kids are hyper, you know, hyper aware, some kids aren't, you know. Right. But the matrix, what they were saying, basically the dynamic was there is we're living in a matrix. <clears throat> and what that means is that kind of sounds outlandish at first, and I get it. 
there's people out there like Alex Jones, you know, and people are, but people starting to find out a little bit about Alex Jones. Matter of fact, people have apologized to him for saying things that he was, that he was crazy, crazy and all this stuff. Well, a lot of the stuff he talks about ended up coming true. So he's gotten a lot of apology letters, man. But anyways, I don't want to get into the big conspiracy thing and go crazy like, what's his name? Jesse the Body Ventura. You know, he had that show and people think he's kind of strange, which I like Jesse. I know he goes on too much and talks a little bit too long. And and what's his name? Sassel likes making fun of him, his voice or whatever. But I like him. But I understand what people think whenever all you do is conspiracize about things, you know, and it becomes like you're harping on it. Right. And that's not what I'm saying. But... Going forward, you're looking at it as a matrix. You're like, okay, like she said, the first seven years, you don't really have a conscience, and you're you're basically being downloaded. You're being programmed. And then it's like, okay, well, you you've got two options. This is supposed to be United States of America. We were told in high school, you got college path, you got technical path, the end. And we were just kind of like, we chose one, you know, that was the end of it. They didn't say you could be whatever you want to be and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. They said two paths, which that was, I guess, was what the curriculum was at the school. You know, basically you had technical path and you had college path. And that was just the way they put it to you. I'm not trying to say that they were trying to put you in a box, but let's just say you go college path. Okay. You go to college path. They, they tell you that you're going to learn all these things. You're going to be a highly educated individual. You go to get out. Then you end up being overqualified for almost every other job that you want to do. Um, if you're not overqualified and you do get a good paying job, you have to pay schooling back. And then that's kind of like the, the part of the matrix that keeps you in line. Like, oh, we got this guy down. He went through school, top of his class, highly smart. But he's dangerous. He's a dangerous guy because he's smart. So now we got to make sure. There you go. There's some debt you got to pay for at least half your life. So you won't have that amount of time to get going on anything serious enough to threaten us as the Matrix holder, as the game maker in Hunger Games. Right. So uh, I'm going to put this into perspective for you. I'm on Investopedia.com. And in 2020... Your top 10% to be in the top 10% of income earners in the United States is $167,639. A year. A year. That's to be in the top 10%. The top. Okay. So 1% holds most of the money. $3,312,693. million. is your top, top 0.1% of earners. The top one so, percent earners are eight hundred nineteen thousand dollars a year. So that's telling you something right there. Okay. I'm sorry, but that's not hard to get. Everybody thinks it's hard to do. It's not that hard to do. You got to set your mind to it and, and make it a reality for yourself eventually. You but know? but the matrix, aka the government, does not want you to know that. Okay, so <clears throat> you find out stuff like military industrial complex or creating wars to justify their money and spendings and. It's almost like they're gangsters. But then you you think about that and you go, well, hold on a minute. If I go to college, I have to pay this debt back or I'm overqualified and I'm going to be in debt to pay the school back. Okay, that's one aspect of it. If you choose the tech path and you go to technical school 
may you got to pay that's usually not that much whatever let's just say you don't even do that and you just go to work all your finances and everything your taxes everything's going to be taken care of for you it's going to be taken care of for you right and um it's uh when you're working for somebody then it's like okay well i've got to have insurance it's like okay well you know okay cool but if I don't have insurance, you know, I, then this job isn't worth having. It's like, okay, well, so you got to get a job with insurance. And then it's like, so that's something being held over your head. Like, hey, you got to work here and you got to take all the BS that comes along with it. If not, then you're not going to have insurance. And it's just like, wow. And 401k is another thing of the matrix. It's another arm of the matrix. Like it's designed to keep you down. And to keep you within a boundary. If you start to figure out things and start putting everything together, you become this weirdo that doesn't go along with whatever systematical and programmed. And then all of a sudden you become dangerous because you're out of place. And you're some weirdo like, oh, this guy, he doesn't he doesn't work nine to five every day. What is he doing? How does he hold on a minute? He made a million dollars on TikTok last year. How did how did that guy do that? And then it's like, well, hold on a second. He doesn't even have insurance. Again, that goes into that point of, of. I'm like, whoa. So it's unconventional. Number whoa. one. Yeah. And number two, he doesn't have insurance because he's now he's got enough money to take care of himself properly. He went to the doctor. Or maybe he got- has time to work out because a lot of people, they wake up early in the morning, they go to work. They work at that job that has insurance. God fearing. They, if it didn't have insurance, they just, I don't know, they just spontaneously can bust. Well, they got to go to that job that has insurance. They work all day long. They work overtime, long hours, come home. They got to do this, that, and the other, and the third. And then it's time to go to bed and restart. Okay, gotcha. Where was your point in time at any point in time of the day you were going to take care of yourself? Did you ever think about maybe, I don't know, waking up early and working out in the morning to get yourself healthy and feeling better and being able to get off insurance and be able to make a change or a transition into something else? I don't know. It just seems like, and I'm not saying that's what you have to do. That's where they were loaded into the matrix of just like you. Hey. Yes. You've got to have your 401k. You got to work and you got to put every dollar into that 401k. You got to have a job that has insurance. You got to have a job that's got retirement fund. You got to have a job that this, you got to do this. No, you don't. Man, that's a lot of got to's. I ain't got to do nothing I don't want to do. Just something to think about. It was, uh, that guy had, there was another guy that had wrote something. And it, it was pretty neat to read how he wrote it. And his brother says to him, it was two brothers sitting down and they, the brother. Sergi, they're Russian. Sergi something is his last name. Yeah. It's on my Facebook. If you want to re- go back and read the whole excerpt, it's on my Facebook page. Um, he says, uh, his brother comes to him and says, hey, man, why can't you just relax and enjoy life? Why always push yourself to the limits? You're good, dude. Just, just relax. Why are you always running and doing like, just chill out, man. Which- and that brother had a job. With insurance and the 401k and everything was plugging along and blah, 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 this, that, and the other, right? He was inside. He was well inside that matrix. Mm -hmm. He was paying his school debt back. He was doing this. He was doing whatever he was doing, you know? 
And it said that kind of gave a little backstory on it, that this was a moment in time that the two brothers had met and they were both on vacation and they were able to go to a place where it was very peace and serenity. And they were able to sit down and talk and not be, have a cell phone in their hand, not be answering phone calls. They weren't going to be bothered. So they could actually have a deep intellectual conversation. I'm just trying to summarize this as much as I can, but. But anyways, they're sitting down talking about it, and um, as a long story short, the brother's really trying to quiz the other brother, the entrepreneur brother. He's like, man, why don't you just relax and you know have a good time and take some time off? And he's like, man, I can't do it. And then he said, to, in order to explain it, he had to go back to the time that he was so disgusted with his life to figure out how to explain it to his brother without being mean and make him get it, make him understand. And basically when he did that, he had a hard time understanding what exactly pushed him over the edge. So he had went back and said, basically a lot of us focus on having a successful career. And the one that ultimately brings enough money to realize American dream, which usually boils down to a house with a green lawn and a white plastic fence and a German luxury car with a ventilated leather seats. But what if I tell you it's just a clever fabrication with one goal in mind, and that is to load you up with a bunch of liabilities, which is stuff that you have to pay for. It's it's debt. So it's going back to what I said earlier about the school It's not good debt, debt. it's bad debt. So load you up with a bunch of liabilities so that you have to shut up and maintain your job in order to get by. So in other words, if you have so much debt to pay and you have a nice house and you have all these other things, you really can't open your mouth and speak your mind and stand up for somebody that might need to be stood up for. Or stood up to. Or stood up to, exactly. And that could make that person... Not be who they really are, and then they are contained inside of none other than the Matrix. The Matrix. Well, and that brings me to the conversation we had this morning about someone. Yes. About how we couldn't do, we couldn't, it's not that we couldn't, it's that we were stuck in that Matrix. Think about it. We were stuck in the Matrix, and the Matrix was would not allow it. And we got ourselves out of that Matrix, and we're finally able to help our friends stand up to somebody and get it taken care of. Yes. To me, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate sign of success. That's the ultimate sign of successfully getting out of that matrix. Man. So we took the red pill. It goes back to the matrix, does it not? Mm-hmm. We took the red pill. So we ended up taking Damn the Damn it, red Brian. Pill. Yeah. But now, so going back to what he said, I'm just going to kind of fall back into that. He's saying that you get a nice car, a nice house. You have um, insurance, 401k. You got all these things. And if something ends up coming on, then basically at that point in time, you can't defend yourself. You can't stand up for yourself. You can't stand up to someone. You've got to just shut up. And be that program in the matrix. Right. You got to run your program because if that program gets off course, it's like a computer. Up, we sense a virus. And then all of a sudden goes into safe mode and it tries to snuff that out. And it's, I don't know, it's reading it and kind of listening to it. And you start drawing like 
conclusions and you start drawing like scenarios that you've seen in your life. And it's just, it's crazy to sit here and think about it. I just, uh, I I love how that intertwined with what you said, like how you said it, it just made me think of what we were talking about, how we were able to get out of that matrix, stand up because we weren't trapped by, we weren't trapped by, oh shit, we can't say anything because, you know, we have to have this job. We have to have this insurance. But that's not, but if you think about it, Tucker Carlson just told uh, Theo Vaughn on his podcast the other day, when you have a leading indication on something, that is your very ancient DNA telling you the right thing to do. And I thought that was really cool for Tucker to say, but, and I'm not a huge Tucker fan. You know what I mean? But I feel like whenever he was on Theo's show, he was trying to be, well, not an anchor. He was just trying to be a, like a natural guy. Like well, a, he's just, just a, trying his, to be himself. Himself. And, and, and Theo kind of connected with that. He's like, you know what? You're right, man. Whenever I have something to say, I should, I should be able to voice that. And he said, yeah, but whenever somebody tries to stop you voicing something that you feel like you should, then it becomes something else. You know, and it's it's true, but he goes on to say in here, um, uh, basically, you get a bunch of liabilities. You have to shut up, maintain your job in order to get by. Okay, so you're in the matrix. And it says, when you chase the American dream, okay, mm-hmm. in quotations, you are motivated to get there. So you work hard, very hard. It's like a light in the end of the tunnel that keeps you going during the hard times. By design, it takes a lot of time and effort to get there, but when you do, usually around mid-40s, you start to realize it's nothing more than a beautiful lie. I figured it's there to protect us. A beautiful lie, sons of bitches. That's deep. It says, uh, it's this guy's saying to himself, I figured it's there to protect us from thinking too much. And the reason why it takes a long time is to get a long time out there. Because if you have time to prepare for things, it's Man. like when people go up against Batman. If he has no prep, of course he can't take Superman. Superman can fly to the sun and land on it. Like, he's a bad dude. So You it, give him any prep time, yeah. he whoops his booty every time. So, uh, I mean, well, hold here's, Okay. <coughs> go ahead. Oh, I was going to quickly insert... Uh, I heard on Infinite Weekend they don't consider Batman a superhero. He's not. Dang. He could actually, so he could actually just be anyone. And I'm upset that all these billionaires are out here that not one of them has chosen to be. <laughs> like, if I ever become one, you better get ready. I, I'm, heads are about to start getting caved in. I'm going to tell you right now. But I love it. As, as it goes along, it says, I figured it's there to protect us from thinking too much. Because when you start to think independently, listen to this. Now, when you start getting outside of that matrix, like what if nothing is here to bind me? What if you're Neo and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to walk off the edge of this building Mm -hmm. and see what happens. And he floated and he realized, holy crap, I didn't sink. I didn't fall to my death. I took a chance and jumped out there on a leap of faith. And here I am now. I'm not bound by any of this stuff anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure that comes down on you. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that comes along that will kind of put you into perspective and hold you accountable, of course. But what it goes on to say is it says that when you start thinking independently and you start asking questions, 
you become dangerous. This is what it says. You become a dangerous element, a weirdo that needs to be put back in place. Even your friends and relatives, this is where it gets really crazy. Even if your friends and relatives might stop treating you the same way because they're still running that matrix race. So they're spending that 30 to 40 years of their life to get to said retirement and staying in those lines of insurance and accountability and debt, paying their debt back. And then it goes on to saying, how do I know this? See, through a combination of luck and hard work, I was able to acquire both house, a luxury German car by the age of 30. And you know what I learned? No one cares. Nobody cares. Life still goes on. Only now you have more bills to pay. At the end of the day, you have more bills to pay. And worst of all, you have to come up with a new dream. You're Ameri- you were living the American dream, but it's there. It's put there by the matrix. So they keep you busy doing that. That way they can go and do whatever they want to do as far as spending all our tax dollars, uh, making sure they get every penny from you. Um, all the world leaders can get together and, and derive up some kind of new scheme and they can stay under the radar because you're so busy trying to live the American dream and show the Joneses that you have a Mercedes too, that you're so blinded to the fact that you could have been doing stuff that you really did want to do your whole life. So I'm guys, if you've got a good job and a nice car, <laughs> listen, man, awesome sauce. I am not talking about that at all. And I love the guys that we know that have fast car and like nice cars. Like we know one that has a brand new Corvette. I love that car. Um, there's a lot of people we know that have badass cars and I'd make sure that they come by the shop so I can see them. I want to see those cars. I, I asked to ride in them. I do not want one. If I do have one, I'm going to build it because obviously um, well, I like to build things. And, what, you know, but and my main thing is, is like, like I was mentioning, I just earlier. didn't want to throw any shade. Like, yeah. oh, well, you've done all this stuff and you've got a nice house, a nice car. But now you're just, you know, you're the leader of the matrix. You're the biggest program in the matrix. Well, and I'm not saying that. And then, and that's that goes back to what I'm saying is, is I don't don't brag about these things when you don't brag about them and then make excuses or tell me I'm crazy because I've cut Red Forty out. <clears> I <throat> I've cut. You know, I don't use a fluoride toothpaste anymore or a carrageenan anymore or. Uh, cyanoblabin, the fake B12. Don't call me crazy because I'm trying to take care of myself. And don't call me any names because, because I drive I don't an want 05. Insurance. I don't drive an 05. I drive an 05 Vibe at a 98 Crown or a 90 F800. Do not come at me and then brag about you being in the Matrix. Like, th- you can't do that. Like, Why that- is it so bad to be different? Think about it. Yeah. Why why don't people strive to be different more? Because I I love being different. Like oh, all yeah. my buddies love Harleys, and I love Harleys. Too. So let me let me get on one about that real quick. I love Harleys. Honestly, they have the heritage. It's an it's an old school American company, and you can read, you can look into a documentary on Harleys. A documentary. It like was uh, <laughs> two guys came together, and they created the company, and it's old school badass shit. A hundred percent. They were all outlaw guys, just tough guys. And they created the Harley and it's awesome. That idea has been bought and sold more times than Methuselah. Um, 
it's it's wonderful. I love the heritage. There's nothing out there that sounds like a Harley. I don't care how many times they try to put Cobra pipes or Vance and Hines or whatever they want to do. Slow the idle. Down. A Harley hits like a Harley. The end. The only thing that even gets close to it's an S and S, and it's literally built off a Harley basis. So, with that being said, I'm not taking anything away from Harley, but I love my Honda motorcycles and power sports equipment. Like Honda is just what I grew up on. I never have to work on them. I modify them. I can take them down and rebuild and make them better, but I never do it because I had to. I have a 1985 Honda motorcycle and I go to ride it. And some people don't want to ride with me because I ride a Honda. That's taking it a little bit too far. In my opinion, if you don't want to ride with somebody because they don't ride a Harley, you're missing the point. Um, are you part of the Hells Angels? Are you part of the Outlaws? Are you part of somebody that doesn't, rec- which, as far as I know, that would be like you're in a gang, I guess, if everybody has to have the same bike. But then the guys that are screaming about having the same bike and all that, they don't want socialism or anything else like that. So, I mean, it's just kind of weird. It's kind of a weird dynamic, I guess. And I'm glad that I'm different. I use that as a as a a tool to show that basically I don't mind being different. And if I ride Hondas and that makes me different, I'm glad for it because I like being different. And it just seems like a lot of people want to get into a group of people or they want to fall in line. They want to fall into a matrix and do whatever is required of them. So there's no heat on them. There's no pressure on them. There's, they can just do whatever they want to do. And it goes on to say in this same article, after he said that he's realized that basically it was a beautiful lie and all he has now is more debt and he needs a new dream that uh, <clears throat> it was pretty cool how he ended up putting it. He said, that was the part of the reason why a few years back I found myself completely demotivated to do the work that I used to love. I just didn't make, it just didn't make sense any longer. I couldn't wait till 5 p.m. so I could escape. So in other words, he couldn't wait to get off work. And how many people do we know that just like, oh my God, Friday can't get here quick enough. I'm ready to get the hell out of here and go do whatever I want to do, you know? So I can't wait till 5 p.m. so I could escape. Only that didn't really help. My American dream had a real price tag now. And now I had had to keep trading my time for money in order to maintain my new status that I created. I'm just glad that I didn't bite something that I couldn't chew. Unlike one of my friends who bought a million dollar house in Brooklyn, leased a brand new luxury sports car, and later sprinkled in all of that with yet another acquisition, a vacation house a few hours away. Okay, goes on to say, total success story on paper and a lot of stress and bills behind the scenes every day. I see a lot of success stories like that quietly hiding in their cubicles playing corporate games in order to survive unwilling to take any risks it seems like most people these days forget that the american dream is not only about possessions and accumulations of things but also about freedom and the pursuit of true happiness and what actually makes you happy as a person That's a new dream that keeps me going, that pushes me to new heights. That's why I dropped my old job, changed my lifestyle, and adopted a new mindset. 
So it's almost, it's like he's kind of hinting on breaking generational curses, you know, like it's pretty wild to talk about. I, you know me. Uh, you said you enjoy being different. I do too. Like, hey, I'm loud, obnoxious. I I have a really strong opinions. I'm straightforward. Um, a lot uh, lately, I've actually been keeping my mouth shut. I know, shocker. Um, yeah, it just says that you know he just knew that if he were to simply continue what he was doing, the system wanted him to do. Eventually, he would be like so many other people out there would become a slave and unable and unwilling to stand up for what's right. In other words, they got so much going on in their own life, they just had to make sure that they were taken care of and they keep moving, you know, save grace. Well, see, this is where I really like Andrew Tate's point of view um, because, you know, him and his brother are really close. And, uh, and, and Justin Waller hits on this a lot, too, about having friends. He says, if you're friends, like, I don't, I don't care to go out with you. Like, I don't care about that shit. If we're not going, when we're together, we go to the war room. Mm-hmm. We we go to the war room. We talk about business. How are we making money? How are we going to keep building each other's businesses up? What's the next step? Do you have a new idea? What what's going on? Do you uh, here's what's going on? And I feel like I'm at a standstill in my business. Is there an idea that you could think of that that would build it? Like and vice versa. That that war room, that support, that that camaraderie, that not and and they're different. They all have different different businesses. They all have different everything. But that guy loves people that works hard, like that Justin Waller guy. Yeah. If he sees somebody with work boots on in a gas station, he'll go and pay for their meal and stuff. He doesn't want them to pay for their meal. He wants to pay for them. Well, all the because time. he he know he that's what he did. That's what he does. That's he was what, a that worker. Was his, he, he knows what that life worker. is, yeah. and he's humble. He's and, been you know, humbled, you know. He wants them to do that, and he wants to. He wants to. Do, he's able to do that now. But like, I that to me. That's what I want. I want people that don't want to be part of that matrix. I want people that want to grow their businesses. I want to be around other people. And, you know, um, I follow Heather Blankenship, um, who's a uh, real estate investor, and she was a broker. And I love that she built a um, a community of other women that are, you know, high ticket, high money makers that own their own businesses. And some of them aren't high ticket money makers, you know, some of them are just starting out in this world, in this, in this new entrepreneurial world. And she told a story that I love. She said, I was a broker and I got my very first million dollar commission. And she said, that's awesome, dude. That's so fucking cool. That is cool. I got my first million dollar commission. She says, I couldn't celebrate. And why couldn't she celebrate? It was like time whoa. to get back to work and get the next one. No. What? She felt like she was bragging. Oh yeah, you don't want to make nobody feel bad. Because Absolutely not. That one, that one commission, <coughs> that was what she worked. And now, don't get me wrong, as a real estate agent I myself, see what you're saying like now. I could go make a million dollar commission too. But who would I tell about that million dollar? You commission? ain't gonna try to come up there and and, and be super boastful well, and no, say, "Hey, that, listen." That's not it, but. I want to celebrate that, though. I made a million fucking dollars on a we deal. We might take everybody on a vacation and share the wealth. Right. You know I, what I mean? Like, hey, we're all expenses paid. We're going to pay for everybody's stuff. We're going here, and we're going to have a grand old time, you know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, a million-dollar commission, she says, I felt like I couldn't celebrate because that's more than anyone would make in their lifetime. In their yeah, lifetime career, one. I made it I off of really one brokered sale. Like, I didn't have friends to celebrate that with. I couldn't. I couldn't go and tell, you know... I wouldn't be able to tell my friends that. 
I wouldn't, I don't I feel, and that, I'm not saying that all my friends are like that, but I wouldn't be, I don't feel like if I, if I went out right now and sold a, a half a, or sold a $5 million home right now in a, in a luxury area in Nashville, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't be able to celebrate that with anyone. I, I wouldn't be able to say, holy shit, look what I did without feeling like an imposter, like without feeling like, holy shit, I made more in that one sale than they are going to make in the next five years. Ugh. Like to me, to me, I understood where she was coming from. I don't have, now don't get me wrong. I have a lot of dudes. I have a lot of male friends and I have a lot of male entrepreneur friends that I could go to and say that. Yeah. You know They'd what I like mean? it though. They'd be like, cool. Fuck dude, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Not like, Yeah, me, they would. I always say, y'all, this is why I don't really have a whole lot of girlfriends because I literally am a dude. I'm a, I'm a dude with a vagina. <laughs> I I think I've said that three times this week because they're like, I can't believe you'd say that. Like, I'm a dude with a vagina. We're messing with Patrick up there. <laughs> that was funny. Because um, my vibrator. He spotted the, the vibrator <laughs> on it. And I was like, she had it done. And he was like, oh, my God. He was so, laughing. So, um, but yeah, it's just. I, I don't have I can understand how that feels of like not having that camaraderie, but I want friends who are in that in that element of or in that space, in that plane of I want to be able to talk about business and I want to be able to talk about growth. And don't get me wrong, let's have fun and talk about personal things in between there. Yeah. But I don't want to go I don't want to go out drinking and go out and party and and don't get me wrong, I do want to celebrate. I want to be but I want to be in celebrations and in circles of multimillionaires. I, I'm over this. I'm over being in a in a plane of, well, we gotta do this and we've got this, this, and that, and I've got, you know, I I I blah 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. I'm like, well, where's your business at? Oh well, we're going on vacation next week, so uh, we're gonna be, you know, we're we've got to like tell everybody this, this, and that, and then come time for their slow months. Well, shit, we're slow now. I'm like, why the fuck did you take a vacation in your most busy time? That to me, I don't, I don't want to be around those friends. Like those aren't friends to me. Those are people that we've are gonna taken pull me. very short lived vacations. We went to the mountains one time with everybody. Um, most of the time, we go and see family or, or something. You know, we don't really take a lot of time off. I think all really anybody ever wants is to take full control of their own life, to be financially free. And I'm not saying be debt free 100%. That's highly well, good unlikely. Debt bad. There's good debt and bad debt. But I'm just saying take control of their life, their own life, be financially free, be healthy, have lots of energy. Um, you could actually go do you know, activities and work on projects of your own liking and your own. You can derive them yourself. Um, you could find like-minded people who have share similar ideas, try to get different ideas, try to, uh, articulate on an idea. Maybe, um, maybe have con some constructive con criticism every now and then, but, uh, you just do stuff that you want to do and live life to your fullest and not what the matrix says you should do, you know, kind of that way. I know people that do have a good job and, They've that what they've done is they've made the job work for them. Like I know people that have really good jobs and what they do is they take a lot of time off. They end up getting into a position where they can take a lot of time off and they do end up doing both. They have the job, but then they go to and take a lot of stuff and do a lot of things and that they want to do in right. their off time. So they're, they're making it work for them. So I'm not saying that you have to just 
quit your job, go homeless, and you know, figure out something in no. the meantime. And you go can do crazy. that with a nine to five too. You can literally yeah. escape the matrix with a nine to five. Once 100%. you have that consciousness and that 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 let go, like hey, you you wouldn't believe. Yeah, you. I'm just saying, like I know people that have done it both ways. They've yeah. went to college, or they've went to a tech school, or they have went to work, or they had just went out and started their own thing, yeah. and basically. They're they're doing all the things that they want to do, and you can tell that on a person's face when you see that. You can see that that's what they're doing. You know, right. it's all over their face. They're joyful and happy and healthy. Um. Well, we're going to uh, go into our matrix now and uh, wrap this bad boy up. There's a lot of stuff on the cusp here, man. There's a lot yeah. of things taking off here. We got a lot of other activities other than mechanics and. Custom small engine power sports. There's- My dad's doing engraving. He can do glass engraving. He can do laser engraving on leather. On he can laser engrave wood. Um, we have some stuff here. We have some. Key- we have bottle opener keychains here available for five bucks a piece. We've got some um, wood emblem and stuff that's for sale that range anywhere from five to twenty five dollars y'all if you want a special request made guns engraved if you need um, your slides cut i mean it's all slides cut we we can do so much here he can put sights on pistol slides he can machine he there's not there's not a lot the guy can't do right um and uh but yeah so uh come check us out at lr harper like i said we've got a ton of stuff going on here support local this holiday season um ask yourself are you doing the things that you really want to do in your own life right because what are you going to do redo it in the next one what are you going to do just take a take a break and do it sometime later right. what if that later never comes we're just asking you if you're happy my god we're happy for you if you feel like that you're not being able to do the things you want to do might want to start looking in the mirror and trying to figure out what you might want to do about that and then um, we want to shout out again, Infinite Weekend Podcast. Uh, be on the lookout for that episode we're going to collab on. Um, like Josh said, <laughs> we are not equipped for them to come to see us. However, uh, I'm excited to go and collab with them. That, that'll that be a fun Oh, my gosh. Episode. Those guys seem like a lot of fun, man. That'll be. Well, I went to school with Josh, and Josh is a fucking riot. I love it, man. Right. So it, it will be belly laughs the entire time. Um, and uh, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you for the shout out. If you have not listened to them yet, go listen to them. Um, they're veterans weekend. at it, man. They're at what episode? 59. They're coming up on 60. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be episode 60 uh, after this weekend. We're so. only 13. So they are they're veterans at this compared to us. Super, super funny podcast. Go listen to them. Check them out. Um, they've got some, I don't know if they've got merch to sell or they've just got some stuff made for them. So there's that. Also, go like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're, we're on those platforms. Uh, support. Um, just listening. Like I said, if you don't want to hear our voice, uh, I've said it on Snapchat. If you don't follow me on Snapchat, go follow me on Snap. That's usually where I do all my updates. Um, but, uh, if you don't want to hear our voice, especially mine, you can just put it on mute and just let it play in the background. That gives us a little oomph. Uh, if you have some criticism, like Josh says on his message us, dude, we want to hear it. We need yeah. to know how to get better. Yeah. For uh, we real. can't get better without, uh, feedback. So there's that. And then also come um, at me, just, just, <laughs> come, just at, me, come bro. at me, say it with your chest. 
Um, uh, and then also, uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to go out there and do what you want to do. Be you. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Don't let anybody kick you, man. And don't lay down and let them kick you, you know? But anyways, we love you guys. Thanks for listening in. Love you. Bye. Bye.